Welcome to Little Light Wellness Podcast, your compass for pediatric family wellness, prenatal and infertility health. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Banzo, and on this illuminating journey, join us as we explore the realms of well-being from the wonders of pediatric care to the transformative moments of prenatal joy. We shine the light on the complexities of infertility with empathy and expertise. At Little Light Wellness Podcast, we're dedicated to fostering a community where families connect, learn, and support each other. So whether you're a seasoned parent, expecting, or facing infertility, this podcast is your beacon of knowledge and compassion. Welcome to a world where every family shines bright. Now here is your host, Dr. Vic Manzo. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Dr. Vic and excited to have you on listening here at Little Light Wellness Podcast. Today's episode, I'm excited to dive deep into and really um, talk more in depth about the three P's of pregnancy. And this is something is, is all, that is understanding what they are if you're thinking about becoming pregnant or if you are pregnant, and then what are things that my expertise that I know that can help massively and be a game changer for you in your pregnancy? Because here's the thing, when you become pregnant in today's world, let's face it, it's not the most uplifting and empowering aspect. Most of the time it comes with you have to watch out for this. What's happening here? This is what can happen here. Oh, wait till you get the third trimester, right? You got, oh, you got pregnant. Wait till the morning sickness comes. It's not the most uplifting thing. And I, I kind of knew that a little bit until I saw my wife go through it. And the way the comments were coming, I was just like, the woman's pregnant. Like, like let's, let's, let's be joyful that she's pregnant and able to create a life in her and continue on for humanity going forth. And it's one of those things where there's so much fear put into it. And I'm happy there's a whole movement kind of disproving that now and so forth. I have some friends that wrote the uh, birth without fear. Um, and there's other things that where it comes to the whole pregnancy side, how do we minimize the probabilities of something going quote unquote wrong? And what are the things that we can do to minimize and help make the journey and the experience of the pregnancy way more, the word I'm thinking of is blissful. But it's more enjoyable, but not only just for mom, but also for the baby. And so this is my my intention of this podcast is really just to hammer in a what are things, getting down to the basic sciences and really sharing with you how you can do this and help make the journey a little bit easier, a little bit more enjoyable, even if it's that much, if it's a quarter of an inch, I'll be happy with that. Okay, so let's talk and let's get into it. So there's these three P's, obstetricians, they they learn this as they go through school. It's the three P's, it's called the Tzosha, it's anything that can cause issues in the, during the labor process and so forth. And they look and they found, they, they broke it down into three different P's. Now, the first P they describe as the power aspect of, pregnant, of labor. And so the power is really what they look at is the uterus itself, right? The, the muscles, the way the uterus is designed, how it go, contracts one way, contracts another way, and the synchronicity of all those muscles and how they work to help start to gently move baby out down through the, the birth canal and so forth. Now, that's great, but there is something that can help with that, right? Because 
what controls the uterus? What controls every single aspect of our body? It's our brain and our nervous system, right? And so how well that nervous system's communicating, how well it's adapting to the environment, how well it's sending signals up to the brain, but more importantly, sending signals back down into control plays a vast role on the aspect of power. Now, when I talk about power and the nervous system and how it plays a role, I want you to think of it like if you had an electric motor, it could be an electric car. And let's say you're only getting 50% of the electricity to the engine. How well is that going to work? Maybe in the beginning, you might be able to push it and force it a little bit and it'll work, but it's eventually give out. It's eventually not going to work well. And the same thing could be any other type of electric motor. And so this is where chiropractic comes in massively. This is where chiropractic works on this part of the nervous system to help make sure that it's functioning as the best that it possibly can to increase the electrical charge. But not only that, to allow for the muscles to contract at the way they need to, but in the synchronistic effect that it needs to be, right? So it's a beautiful process of muscle contractions and the muscles relax, right? Muscle contraction happens. And then it comes down and it relaxes, right? And there's a beautiful process. And the reason why that happens, right, is to allow the body to start to adapt. Let baby get used to the contractions. There's a whole entire, you can look at contractions, how they're like almost like a sine wave coming up and down. And we, there's a certain synchronicity to all this. The nervous system orchestrates the whole thing. And it's making sure that it does it in the proper way with the right amount of amplitude, right? The amount of electricity that's needed at that time the amount of contractions that are needed, and then the also after that is the decrease process to relax back down. Now, the more that there's less miscommunication going on in the nervous system, better this works. And what does this look like when it comes to pregnancy? How What does it show up for, for yourself or someone who may be pregnant? And that's going to be, well, they get exhausted at the end. Somebody said, well, they were pushing and pushing and pushing and they got exhausted. Well, there could be a couple variables to that. And we'll get into some of the other P's because this one's not just the only one. If it's if it's contracting too hard, more of a painful pregnancy, not in and in, in where it's it's pushing down harder than it should be, and the bodies and the tissues down there are not ready yet, we're not dilating enough yet to that certain level, and so much more. So these are things where the chiropractic section is easier. This is why those who are under chiropractic care actually have less labor time than those who aren't. Research shows if it's your first time getting birth without chiropractic, it's about 15 hours, plus, roughly a little over, of active labor. And the studies show it's 9.5 hours on average for the first one, active labor. Now, of course, these are numbers vary by each individual, but that's kind of where it's kind of roughly at. Now, if you had your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth on, um, the average without chiropractic is around nine hours, the nine and a half. And with chiropractic is about five, five, five and a half. So why does that work? Well, here's one of the reasons why. If we can get this to the power to be in efforts, if I could just have you understand that or have you see it where it's the electrical the electrical charge that's happening and what's going on in the body. And if it's going to shoot up to a level where it needs to be optimal with the proper contractions that it's needed at that time, and then it comes back down to relax and allows the body to relax, allows the soft tissue to relax, allows to get the body to regenerate again, the energy, and then to come back up. And it goes like that, and it gets faster and faster over time. 
it allows for the other tissues and other things to work in that process also so that the brain can say, hey, we need to relax more. We need to stimulate more of that parasympathetic. We need to start getting that brake pedal to slow down things more so the tissues can relax a lot more and allow the individual to go ahead and do just that. So that's the first phase, the first P that is really crucial when it comes to getting adjusted. So it's not about if you have symptoms, right? If you're pregnant, say, well, I don't really have back pain or sciatica. I didn't have nausea. I don't have, um, you know, headaches or carpal tunnel or the common things that, or simply pupus disorder or other things that people kind of commonly will see. Then this is, it's, it's not about that. It's about functionality. It's about miscommunication properly. It's about, it's about making sure that everything is communicating properly and not in a state that is going to stress more the nervous system, which is going to stress the body, which is going to make it harder for the soft tissues to relax more. And so it prolongs things as it goes along. But that's first P. We got a couple more here. So the second P, what they look and call is the passage. This makes sense, right? You think about a chiropractor, you think about alignment, pelvic alignment, sacral alignment. That's chiropractors. This is what we're kind of known for. And this is the how well is everything for the baby to go through is the pelvic outlet, which is the top part. Is it perfectly symmetrical? And is there any imbalances or rotation in the pelvis and the sacrum that kind of impairs that beautiful circle? It kind of makes it oval or maybe bulges in a little bit one area versus another. Maybe the sacrum doesn't move that well. There was a patient that I had where um, they're talking about a bruise spot on their baby's forehead for like six to eight months. I'm like, your sacrum didn't go, didn't extend back, uh, into uh, flexion. And and uh, when that happened, um, that pressure jamming right there, that's why there was a bruise there for that long. And so these are things where chiropractic can massively help with that, make sure the sacrum's are moving well in the alignment. But that's just one thing, right? Because when, when, when if we have, this is where baby can get stuck, right? They get stuck. They're not processing through. There's some sort of movement in the pelvis or in the sacrum that's not giving moving well. It could be soft tissues. It could be ligaments. These are things that are just not giving the way they need to so the baby can go properly through that birth canal the way they were naturally designed to. And so this is where chiropractic comes in massively for this. Is Again, this is what we're known for. And we have a technique called Webster technique, and it's really designed just for that. It's a sacral analysis, looking at the sacrum and pelvis and looking and seeing what is going on with the sacrum, what is the position of the sacrum, what are all the ligaments in the soft tissue, like tendons and, and or muscles and ligaments, and that are a play a role in all this. And how do we get the sacrum to be in perfect alignment or as best as we possibly can so they can give you the best possible outcome when it comes to labor and birth. And this is uh, something that I've used in, for years. I, I was actually trained um, by the head person of this back in 2008. And then I went to become certified in 16. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's an analysis process to really help the pelvis get into proper alignment. And this can lead to then the third P, which I'll get into in just a second here, um, because I want to get back to this alignment thing, because when the pelvis is in proper alignment and the sacrum is in proper alignment, the joints move better. They can give more, especially when that relaxing hormones kicking in a lot more and affecting the joints, um, in trimester three, this can give more to that aspect and move more symmetrically, which allows for an easier process. So again, like we said, when we talked about power, we said chiropractic is something that allows 
for a less labor time. It's less stress on mom, less stress on baby. And that's the power side. But the second P can play a role also, and this is where chiropractic can help because baby's getting stuck. They're not descending down the, the, the birth canal properly like they should be and all these other things. These are all factors that can show up in labor. And what chiropractic will do is lower the incidences of this. It doesn't mean it's a guarantee. That's something that uh, I have learned and from my own personal experiences with my wife, but I've also seen it you know, with other patients. It's just limiting all the potential possibilities of what can show up so they can give you the best possible outcome in pregnancy. And that's where the passage happens. Now, the third part is going to be that passenger, that little nugget in you, that little baby. It's how is it positioned and how is it going to go through everything? And this is critical because a lot of times, let's say the pelvis is not aligned or the sacrum is not aligned, or we have imbalances in some soft tissue, like a, like a, um, some musculature or maybe some ligament stuff too. And what ends up happening is baby can't move into optimal position. The thing that the medical world does not give recognition is these little babies are intelligent, right? And some of my training and advanced training in, 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 uh, in, in um, neuro, um, I want to say subconscious mind training, but basically we call it imprints on the nervous system. They found out that babies can perceive things very, very soon in the womb. And they've done so many studies of different things. They can tell when something's harmful coming near, near them um, while they're in the room, in the womb and so much more. And so they're very intelligent. So if they're not in optimal position, there's a reason why they can't go there and they know that. So this is more comfortable and better for them for now. Here's what chiropractic comes in. Now, we don't flip babies. We don't do anything with that. Can we help with breach? Absolutely, we can. But it's not working on the baby. We don't do anything with that. As a chiropractor, what we do, we go back to the second P, right? We look at the passage and get things better in alignment. It opens up space for the baby and they can go ahead when they're ready and they know there's space there. They can go ahead and rotate back into that position, go head down, LOA position, which is left, left occipital anterior, which is considered to be like the, the, the most optimal position. It doesn't mean that babies can't be born in other ways, but that is the most optimal position, especially, you know, when it comes to like, you know, and again, there's variances to this. Babies know that they maybe there's something going on organically in mom from from a organ perspective or movement that they just can't get into that certain position. There are variables to these things. Um, I would say probably 10 to 15 percent. Um, some of the research that's being done uh, from some of my mentors is that you know, we look at breach and they're like, well, yeah, chiropractic, you know, one of the, he's like the leading researcher in chiropractic when it comes to these things. And he says 85 percent of the time we can help with breach. And he goes, 15% of the time, we have no idea. It's just, we just, it, we just don't understand why. It's something organically, and we don't understand why that happens. And so it's kind of fascinating. Like, let's say a baby has a short umbilical cord, and that's why they couldn't get to that right position. Or it could be placenta positioning a certain way. Or it could be, there's so many variables to it that can play a role in that. But what we do know, and what I've known from my own experiences in the last nine years, 10 years, 10 years now of helping pregnant women is that um, they, the baby, it's always funny because like they'll be like, man, this baby is kicking. They're dancing, especially let's say there was a breech position, right? And so anytime someone comes in and it's a breech position, I always will you know, educate them that, well, you we don't flip babies. Um, but what we'll do is open up the pelvis and they go, well, that makes perfect sense. And they will always come. I, I, I have not yet had, not had this experience. It'll be one night. It's the middle of the night. Why is it the middle of the night? Why is it? Ha I have no idea. But this is what has shown up. They will come in the next visit and say, Oh my goodness, 
I felt like a big swoosh, like a big movement. It was pretty intense. Um, or the baby was just extremely active that night, just more than the norm. And I'll go, good, baby has space to move. I don't know if that helped them or not, but I just know we're creating more space, getting things more in balance, and it allows for more movement for them to get into proper position. Then they go get their checkup with the ultrasound. They go, oh my God, baby's back in position. I'll never had a patient one time. She was under care for a while. And um, and all of a sudden at 31 weeks, um, she gets an ultrasound and the baby's breached. Comes in the office in tears. I look at her and I said, we got this. We got so much time. I'm like, don't worry about it. We got this. Let's just refocus on what we need to do. I understand you're, you're concerned. I want you to understand that I am, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to I'll help with that. But the, remember this though, like that, that fear is only, it's going to make it harder to make the changes. Let's just focus on what we've been doing. You've been under care for a while. I'm not concerned at all. Like when you see me concerned, be concerned. But I'm like, I'm the flight attendant on a plane that has turbulence. If I'm sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to get a drink. I'm going to sit down. I'm nice and calm. Nothing to worry about. If you see me go shaking and I'm trying to rush in there and try to get my seatbelt on and I'm all this and I'm I'm pale white, yeah, you got something to worry about. Two weeks later, she comes back in tears with joy. Baby flipped in the proper position, LOA and everything on top of it. And I looked and I said, I said, see, we got this. And she goes, but I'm, now I'm concerned it's going to go back. I said, in my experience, I have rarely seen that. Rarely. And uh, nope, perfect healthy baby, um, all natural birth and everything. Um, short two, I think it was like four hours, of, uh, three and a half, four hours of active labor. So it's one of those things. It was baby number two, by the way. Um, but it's one of those things where this is where chiropractic plays a huge role. This is why I say so often that every single mother who is thinking about getting pregnant, that's that's the ones that I try to get to the most to help because they, it just makes things so much easier. Why not take care of the house before the guest comes? Why try to take care of the house while the guest is there? Not saying you can't do that, but it just adds more stress to everything else you have going on. That's why I do a lot of preliminary work as much as I possibly can with, with moms who say, hey, doc, I'm looking to get pregnant in the next three to four months. What, what do you think I need to do? Oh, great. Here's the list of things that I would, this is what I have my wife go through. Here's what I recommend you go through because the better you can stabilize that before getting in the pregnancy, it makes the pregnancy a lot easier. I'm not saying you can't do it while you're in pregnancy, but you have a lot of other things. You're going to have better energy levels beforehand. You're putting all this energy to make a baby now. You have to change your nutrition demand, your macros, your micros, all those different things while you're pregnant. When you're not pregnant, you don't have to worry about that. You can just focus on that one thing. That's why I like to do things before. But if you're pregnant and you're going, oh, man, I missed that mark. Don't worry about it. You can still do things. The key is, though, this is why I say every woman should be under chiropractic care prior to thinking about getting pregnant or especially during pregnancy. There's so many times we do an evaluation on pregnant women, and I will see things come up, especially if I see them in the 11th, 12th, 10th, 12th, 13th week. I can already see things that can lead to issues down the road in labor based upon the evaluation. And so if we can go ahead and address that, like, let's say, for example, I'm seeing a lot of positive signs that say, hey, you know what? This may lead to symposis pubis, pubic disorder, which is an extreme common thing now, which causes a lot of pain in the pubic bone area and so much more. Um, there's an imbalance there. I can see that. I can see where, you know what? You may, not that it will happen, 
But based on an evaluation, we can look and see, you know what? The later stages of labor might be a little bit of an issue. Certain muscles aren't firing well. The nervous system that goes to that is not built well. And we can go ahead and work on that to find the issues that may be, go that may be potential. Again, my job as a chiropractor, as a certified Webster technique practitioner and so forth, is to shrink down those prob probabilities. That's what my goal is. Can I get it down to zero? I wish I could. Even if you had three years before getting pregnant, you've been under chiropractic care and we've been on the nutritional stuff and pelvic floor and everything else, there's still a chance. But the key is reducing that. And when you look at the stats and the numbers, it's so low. But um, but if you go to standard medical pro pro process, they'll tell you how high everything is. But it's amazing how there's a whole nother data set that shows a whole different story. But this is what I got for you guys today in this episode. I really wanted to educate on these three Ps. I'm very passionate about it. I'm actually going to be putting a workshop together um, that I will be diving deeper into that. So I highly recommend following us. Facebook and Instagram, Little Light Cairo, um, will be sharing an online workshop to dive deeper into these concepts, kind of show you some visuals and stuff like that. So this way you can be like, oh my goodness, this, this makes so much more sense. I'll bring some of the stuff that I share and I evaluate uh, in that workshop so you can understand what to look for so that we are addressing and seeing certain things that can happen in certain ways. What are the most common things we've seen in the last five to seven years that have play a role in people's women's health? when it comes to pregnancy and so much more. So until next time, make sure you subscribe, like, share a review of the podcast. And until next time, keep letting that light shine bright. Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on Little Light Wellness Podcast. Do us a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a review. It helps get our reach out and our message out to more people. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode that we have on the show. Make sure to check out the show notes for all the links, whether it be our guests with Dr. Vic, our community, and so much more. Until next time, keep shining your light bright.